I'm Jorge Salazar, reporting from the Texas Advanced Computing Center. Scientists and engineers at TAC have created a new kind of supercomputer to handle big data. A lot of people think of these supercomputers going fast, but when you're in the world of data, there are rocks and bumps in the way and a lot of things that you have to take care of. That's Niall Gaffney, Director of Data Intensive Computing at the Texas Advanced Computing Center. Gaffney leads efforts at TAC to bring online a new data-intensive supercomputing system called Wrangler. The National Science Foundation's Division of Advanced Cyber Infrastructure awarded TAC and its collaborators $11.2 million in November of 2013 to build and operate the Wrangler supercomputer. Indiana University, TAC, and the University of Chicago worked together on the project. In April of 2015, Wrangler began early operations for the open science community and results are made freely available to the public. Wrangler will augment the Stampede supercomputer, one of the most powerful in the world. And Wrangler will join the cyber infrastructure of NSF-funded Exceed, the extreme science and engineering discovery environment. Here to talk more about Wrangler is Niall Gaffney of TAC. Well, Wrangler came about from, we took a look at how computing is done and what most of the computing that we we're doing here at the Texas Advanced Computing Center and seeing how while we were able to service many people with data research jobs needs, it wasn't perfectly suited. A machine like Stampede is a fantastic compute engine, but it really is optimized sort of like a Ferrari is for going fast on a road. And if you then take that Ferrari off-road, you want to change the way that the suspension is done, you want to change the way that the entire car is put together, even though it's the same components, to build something that does things for people who have a different job. And so with people who work with data, it's not about just writing large amounts of output and then going and analyzing large amounts of output, which is typically what you see in the simulation world. In the data world, you may have hundreds if not thousands of files that you need to open, examine, cross-correlate, figure out how they're related, and get an understanding from a very, very inhomogeneous, to use a big word, or a very messy pile of information. And so we went to propose to build Wrangler with that in mind. So we kept a lot of what was good with systems like Stampede, but then added new things to it, like a very large flash storage system, a very large distributed spinning disk storage system, and high-speed network access to allow people who have data problems that weren't being fulfilled by systems like Stampede and Lone Star to be able to do those in ways that they never could before. How does Wrangler enable faster data computing? They can read things a lot faster than they could on a system like Stampede in a single process. And all of this really, uh, that sort of one core component of Wrangler is this 600 terabyte usable flash storage system. It's a massive amount of flash storage that's available to the compute systems in Wrangler directly through the same what they call bus, which is how the computer talks to all the subcomponents inside the box uh, that the CPU is on. So it actually allows people to compute directly with some of the fastest storage that you can get your hands on with no bottlenecks in between. It also allows you to scale uh, in ways that you couldn't with other systems. Flash memory is not something that's new. There have been many systems that have used flash memory in the past, but they always had a flash drive or some flash subsystem inside the node. This is a large shared component of the system so that all of the nodes have access to the same storage, and therefore they can work in parallel altogether on the data that are stored inside this high-speed storage system to get results they couldn't otherwise is really the point. 
you couldn't go through and mine through 100 terabytes worth of data on other systems in the time that you can on Wrangler, simply because you have so much storage that's accessible to so much compute. What's new about how Wrangler preserves and shares data? The DSSD subcomponent, which is the flash component, uses the same flash storage technology at its heart that many people have in their computers today. Most laptops have some sort of SSD, as they call them, which is you take the flash storage and you put it in something and you make it pretend it's a disk drive and then your computer can talk to it. What the DSSD folks did was they said, well, that's slowing things down because you have to go from the language of the CPU to the language of disk and there's a translation and that takes time. And so they got rid of that interim step. And so the connection from the, the brain of the computer goes directly to the storage system and there's no translation in between. So you get the fastest access you can to some of the fastest storage that's available today. That's how the DSSD component acts as this sort of game changer for people who are computing with very large data sets, being able to read them very quickly, write out results very quickly, and work with files that are big and small. Another interesting thing about, you know, I mean, disks today, while in your laptop may not have an actual spinning disk, as we call them, but in most of our large systems, the big storage systems all still have disks that have, you know, spinning pieces of iron that are being magnetized. And that's how you store information is you wait for that particular part of the disk to come underneath the disk head and to read that information. That slows things down because you spend a lot of time waiting for the right thing to come to the right place on the disk. That's why if you have a system like Stampede, it can be very slow to do a lot of small file accesses across the disk because you have to go all over the disk to go find the pieces. With the flash storage system, nothing is moving. It's actually just accessing the ones and zeros directly inside the storage system. And so it can randomly can go to any place in the storage system and pull that information back up as fast as it can. So that's the really the core of why the flash storage system is helping with the compute aspect of it. But it's really just one component that makes up Wrangler and why Wrangler is a very exciting system for many data folks today. Wrangler also has, it's not anything new to have a large storage system, but the way that we're letting people use this 10 petabyte storage system is a bit different. On systems like Stampede, people will use the disk, store their large results, analyze them, and actually throw them away. We want to preserve data, and so this 10 petabyte storage system is meant for people to be able to put their results, put their data there, and then share it out through web access, through many different protocols to be able to get to the files. And in addition to that, we have dedicated services for handling databases. So if you have information that fits more into a structured form like a database, we can host that as well. So we're able to now support both the computing on data, the preservation of data, and the sharing of data all in one unified environment where people can work and get their results and get their research done, but then also allow everyone else in the research community to benefit from what they're doing. So, uh, you know, Wrangler, you know, we focus a lot on the flash system because it's sort of the, you know, that's that's the sports car portion of all of this. And, and here at TAC, we do like talking about making things go faster. But it's these other components that are actually going to perhaps accelerate the rate at which discoveries are made because people have better access to data and better ways to explore other people's results. How does Wrangler help clear up input-output traffic jams? 
to actually bring data in and out of the system, not just in, within the system. Um, we actually have a connection to one of the highest internet networks available. Wrangler is connected to a system called Internet2, which provides uh, 100 gigabits per second worth of throughput to most of the other institutions around the country. So people are able to take advantage of that and share that bandwidth to be able to copy the data in and pull their results out. We have tools and techniques that allow people to make their jobs work in parallel for doing transfer as well. It's sort of like being at the supermarket. If there's only one lane open, it, it is just as fast as somebody can be checking you out. And that's, you know, as fast as perhaps, you know, one file can be transferred. But if you go in and you've got 15 lanes open, you can spread that traffic across that and get more people through in less time. That's sort of the other thing that we try and bring to people and introduce them to are some of these techniques for doing parallel data transfers so that you can transfer 15 files all at the same time, which is going to improve your time to result by a factor of about 15. You'll really benefit from the fact that you're getting more data pumped in. Internally, uh, Wrangler actually has two separate networks for distributing data amongst the components of the system. One of them is the same internet network internally as we have going out to the outside world, so you have that very high-speed connectivity. But we also have the same fabric that makes the network in Stampede and many of the other supercomputers, uh, a technology called InfiniBand, which is even faster than most of the internet technologies available today. And so by having both of these working together, we can move data through the system from different components to allow people to do their computations and then put their results into our storage system and then have that connected to the sort of regular internet that everybody's used to using so that people can come and see those results. What's the context for Wrangler? How does it fit into the big picture of how big data is handled, for instance, at Google or Amazon? Wrangler is able to be configured in, you know, I've already talked about the different components, but it's actually a very flexible environment that can be configured on the fly in many different ways. And so what, that's another difference between it and how, say, many other clusters are put together, including those that are at Google and Amazon. Now, most people, I think, think of Google, they think about Google search. And I think that's really a piece of supercomputing that touches everybody, if not minute by minute, at least every day. But that's the ability to go through and search the internet and find exactly what you need. It's a very needle in a haystack problem. When Google was doing that, they came up with a technology that used a technique called MapReduce. And MapReduce, because it was sort of made popular by Google, has become a very popular way for people to work with data. There's a, an open source project that came about once Google published their paper about how they catalog the internet, and they recreated MapReduce in a system that is now called Hadoop. And Hadoop is a big buzzword in all of data science at this point. And there are many different components of that that allow you to do what Google did and do other things that places like Google are doing. And we have all of that and are able to configure the system to essentially be like the Google search engines uh, are today in their centers. Uh, the big difference is we are servicing a few people at a time as opposed to Google who is, you know, the number of searches that they get is monumental. Um, they can spread that across, you know, thousands and thousands of servers. Whereas what we're trying to do is to give an individual sort of 
much more performance on the same sort of searches that you would do at Google uh, through lots of data to allow them to explore even larger data sets than, say, every web page on, uh, uh, you know, in the world. You know, that sounds sort of really large, but, uh, you know, when you start talking about somebody who is going to go through and study, say, uh, you know, an astronomical survey of, of the northern hemisphere, um, you're talking about, you know, petabytes worth of data. It's an amount of data that uh, is, you know, a thousand times probably what most people have in their computer. Uh, and, you know, so you're talking about a lot of data and going through and being able to analyze that. Uh, and you want to be able to do that in a few days because you have, want to answer this particular question. A little different than what Google does. Amazon, on the other hand, uh, is more known as a cloud provider. Um, they provide cloud services which allow you to stand up small systems with some storage to go and do work. Uh, and in fact, that's a very important component for many people who do data analysis. In fact, we have another system coming online called Jetstream that you'll probably hear more about soon. Um, but it, it is a system that is built around cloud technology. Uh, Wrangler, uh, cloud technology is great because it's flexible, but it's not finely tuned is probably the best way to put it to continue our car analogy. And so while it may be that car can, that can go both off-road and can go on the road, so it splits the difference, um, you know, maybe what Wrangler really is is much more one of these rally cars um, that, that is tuned to go in a particular off-road situation. Uh, it really is made to do that alone. And so Wrangler is made to go fast, whereas Cloud and Amazon is made to be most flexible. Dr. Gaffney, how do you hope scientists will use Wrangler? I hope that they're going to use Wrangler in ways that they never thought that they could use a system before. Uh, and, and we actually already have cases of this. Um, we had uh, one project come in uh, using a code called OrthoMCL from a lab here at the University of Texas who had been trying for years to go through this large collection of data that they had and come to some conclusions from it. Uh, and we tried and we worked with them with all of the systems that we have here and we, you know, over and over tried and tried again. And we would set things up and we would let them go and inevitably they go for a week or two weeks and something would go wrong. A network would go wrong, you know, something would happen. It would never complete. And we were able to bring them on to Wrangler and let them go there and they were able to get their results in about four to six hours. Now when you do that, that changes everything because all of a sudden you no longer think about the problem that you can't do now, you think about the next problem. And so that's really where I, where I want to see most of the folks who are using Wrangler go is they come on now, they get some very good, very early, very quick results, but then figure out that next step where they can bring even more data together and come up with even more fine understandings of the world around us, of the behavior of people, of how drugs may be able to be used uh, to apply to different diseases, um, and you know with some of the mysteries of space around us. And so, you know, I I, I see it as as one of these systems that's going to let people ask questions that they don't even know they can ask right now. You've been listening to Niall Gaffney of Tech for the Texas Advanced Computing Center. I'm Jorge Salazar.